Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Alarmy. Before we get started, we wanted to make sure you heard the big news. The Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as our aftermath post-interview discussion and final verdict. We'll also be putting out additional bonus episodes and other fun stuff. Here's a preview of Guest Alarmist, where I step aside and let a guest walk us through a personal tragedy, and together the Alarmist crew figures out who's to blame. This month, Adam Lustig discusses his 2003 telegram disaster. Sandy ran this telegram company, and another part of the business was uh, children's costumed characters for birthday parties, many of which I did. And uh, because, like Clayton said, Sandy didn't have the rights from Disney to, like, license the, to, like, advertise or promote the character as actual Mickey Mouse, as actual Minnie Mouse, she had to have alt names for all mm. of the children characters <laughs> that would clear <laughs> copyright. So it was Mr. Mouse. It was Ms. Mouse. Elmo <laughs> was just the letter L dash Mo. SpongeBob, <laughs> this is the best one, was SpongeRob. So oh! things like... <laughs> So and you work on for and this on. company, which and is on and on SpongeBob's I can't, name. I can't. Really, still Sponge Robert. Still just a Sponge Robert. <laughs> nickname. But it's just a so, different yes. version. Did exactly. it look Robert. exactly like SpongeBob? That's right. Bob? Did yeah. Rob look? It was Rob, a twin of Bob, <laughs> or exactly. was he slight? Was he fraternal? Yeah. Was it an identical twin? Was he a fraternal twin? No, it was identical Good. twin. I'm sure. It would right? seem that. <laughs> <laughs> seemed, seemed identical. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist and subscribe today. Now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the rise and fall of HQ Trivia. Here's what you need to know. 
HQ Trivia was first released on August 26, 2017. It was the brainchild of Silicon Valley duo Russ Yusupov and Colin Kroll, who made a name for themselves when they sold Vine to Twitter a few years earlier. At the height of its popularity, HQ Trivia was an online trivia show where viewers could participate twice a day and play along as a host would ask a series of questions. Only the users who got the answers correct would advance to the next round, and if you answered every question correctly, you would participate in the prize pool, which would range from $250 up to $100,000. Most of the time, winners would only walk away with a few dollars, but there were occasionally small groups who made big bucks. The show was broadcast live from New York City and hosted by comedian Scott Rogowski, whose trademark one-liners littered the games. I'm your host, Pat Slajak, a.k.a. Regis Trill, but a.k.a. The Woke Woolery, a.k.a. The Bad and Bougie Barker, a.k.a. Host Malone, a.k.a. Quiz Khalifa, a.k.a. Quizzy McGuire, a.k.a. The Trap Trebek, Scott Rogowski. Rogowski quickly emerged as the internet's beloved quiz daddy, and his followers or players were affectionately known as HQDs. Word of mouth spread, and the show grew in popularity at rapid speed. Celebrities such as Jimmy Kimmel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson even got in on the craze, guest hosting on separate occasions. But like many products of the digital age, the trend soon began to wear off. Freezing, lagging, and premature elimination glitches caused viewers to log off and not log back on. And reports of winners not receiving their prize money surfaced, creating more bad headlines. Internally, the company experienced turmoil brought on by what some believed was bad management. Yusupov, the CEO, had trouble raising money even after a $15 million investment from Silicon Valley vet Peter Thiel. It was also reported that Colin Kroll worked with another executive to try and oust his partner Yusupov from the company's top spot. And Yusupov also seemed to have a chip on his shoulder about the popularity of the show's host, Scott Rogowski. Eventually, Kroll would take over as CEO. Despite the change in ranks, popularity continued to decline, and tragedy struck when on December 16, 2018, Colin Kroll was found dead in his apartment of a drug overdose. HQ Trivia never recovered. After Yusupov was named interim CEO, he and Rogowski failed to reach an agreement about his hosting contract, and Rogowski left the show to pursue other opportunities. In February of 2020, Intermedia Labs Trivia, the company behind HQ Trivia, sent a memo to staff saying they would seize operations and move to dissolution. In the show's surreal final airing, New hosts Matt Richards and Anna Roisman drank on air and joked with the viewers to find them new jobs. The final prize pool was just $5, and it came straight out of Richards' own pocket. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats. User Mikey Elkins won the highest single jackpot at $25,000 in March of 2018. The second highest amount won was a 250,000 jackpot split by 11 winners. The app's record high of concurrent players was 2.38 million on March 28, 2018. 34-year-old co-founder Colin Kroll was found dead from an overdose in his apartment on December 16, 2018. During its lifespan, HQ Trivia gave away $6 million in cash prizes. 25 employees lost their jobs due to the shutdown in 2020. The app's last broadcast was reportedly watched by 28,000 people. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is comedian and dear friend, Jen Curran. Hi, Jen. Hello. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> We're doing it. Um, before uh, anyone does anything else, before you do anything at all, right. go on Instagram, go on TikTok, and follow Jen because you won't regret it. It's mm -mm. it's it's, uh, it's wild. 
It's a wild and crazy Jen's ride. wild out there in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's pushing out content. That's right. And <laughs> it's good content stuff. Creator. Um, you can follow uh, Jen on Instagram at Miss Jen Curran and on TikTok at Jennifer Curran. That's Jennifer with one N. One N. Ouch. And is it P-H-G-A-J? So you're saying it's G-O-N-I-P-H? Yeah. That's right. (laughs) It's gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Gonorrhea current. Jennifer spelled gonorrhea. (laughs) It's Jennifer, but it's spelled like gonorrhea. (laughs) That happens, though. Yeah. Um, Before we do anything else, I have to ask you, Jen, what is something that's keeping you up at night? Mm. What's something that's alarming you these days? Um, uh, well, I'm alarmed by the alien information. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one, right? So What what specifically is alarming you about the information? I'm alarmed that we're not more alarmed. Mm. Oh, BFD, a couple aliens. Wake up, people. This is Jen. The American people are saying BFD, (laughs) aliens. Jen's going, wake up, people, aliens. Wake up. Wake up, fools. What is the alien information, though? Just for our listeners to know, and also for me to know, because I haven't read. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I know, and I know I should be, because we just did an episode on Independence Day, and, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I want to know what... There's a big announcement I know was made, and it's that what we we got aliens. What's the deal? I think so. Yeah, typical government stuff. It's like there's a guy who worked in the classified whatever, and he testifies to there's UFO body that's been found in craft, but like he can't really talk about. It's like it's like always two steps forward, a hundred alien steps back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hundred so- alien steps. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have an alien in our hands at least, right? They said there's biologics. Yes. Biological uh, material. Oh, wait. Yeah. So the alien wasn't in there so he could be out in the world. He could have gotten no, out of the No, they aircraft. say they they say in their possession they have biologic material. Jen's correct. That's the term they use. Oh. So no body, just biological material. Well, or or yeah, exactly. Okay. But this is what I'm saying. What if it's like, oh, it got hurt when it crashed and then it got out of the aircraft and then it walked into Las Vegas, probably, because if I was an alien, that's the first place I'd go. Brightest. It's very bright. Yeah. And and then it could be among us and they just have like alien DNA or something. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's a neighbor of mine who I'm pretty sure is an alien. (laughs) He's such a kook. Oh God! Jen, is that your alarm, or, or <laughs> is there more to it? <laughs> it was—it's basically the jokes that Chris might make. <laughs> <laughs> You're alarmed about if there's an alien invasion. It would be mean more audience for me to be better understood for my yes. jokes. Oh, they're to gonna be love you. Understood. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> One that... more ticket purchase. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be. That will be um, encourage me to continue making bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Is basically right. the genesis. He's, of that. Chris is skipping over international sales and going straight to intergalactic sales. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't even. I don't. I'm not even the most popular comic in Altadena, but I'm going for <laughs> the universe. I'm going for the universe. There you no. go. Before I go for my street. That's so fun for me. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to translate. You know who wasn't an alien? Scott Rogowski. No. Not an nice. alien. No. A, um, actually a great host. And we're c- talking about HQ trivia today. Right. We remember it. We played mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that music and it, it's transcendent. Yeah. It takes you back. It, definitely... it was kind of exhilarating. You hear the music and I get excited because it's like, you know, the Pavlov's bell or whatever. I can remember the thrill of, oh, my God, here we go. Here comes the music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we ever get far? Did any of you ever get even no. close to possibly winning? It seemed impossible. 
I'm I'm like whatever the opposite of tri- trivia knowledge is is what I have, which is just sort of like an abstract sense for things that there's there's no, I don't understand any last names. I don't know any specific yeah. subject matter. I have no expertise. Ladies and gentlemen, our fact checker, yeah, Chris. Right. <laughs> Doesn't understand last names. Doesn't understand. You don't have to. <laughs> just. I, I don't retain that stuff. So, mm. I mean, but the four of us would have a really fun night at a trivia night, but it won't be because of the trivia game being played. Put it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. But we played and we loved it. And we it did. was just thrilling. I mean, I feel like I remember being at bars and it was mm-hmm. nine o'clock and people would stop and, you know, everyone oh, would be yes. on, on, on HQ. Yeah. And you, you would be driving somewhere. You'd want to pull over and, and do it. Uh, or playing like in a group, totally. Mm-hmm. totally. Trying to like pool your resources and see if you could all yes. get the answer. Yeah. And remember, remember the attempt to like maybe Google as fast yes. as possible. Uh huh. Yes. It was so fast you really couldn't. You like couldn't. you had to be really smack. Uh, so I can't even smack. You'd have to really be really smashed. smashed. You'd be really smashed <laughs> to get it in. Um, Jen, did you know Scott Rogowski? No, I don't think so. Did you? Well, no, I, I just thought I did. I oh, did. I um I did a web series of his oh. that he wrote and directed, and I think he was in. Mm. Uh, yes, he was definitely in it. Um, but it, I knew him from like just New York and 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 the comedy mm. world, and he was he ha- had hosted some like late night uh show like comedy shows and. Um, he was very much in the scene when we were all doing like New York comedy stuff, um, and he was always like fun and nice and i just remember when he came on and it was hq trivia we were all like that's scott and Mm -hmm. i had this like i i remember this feeling of oh my god like it could have been (laughs) any of us or something (laughs) not not that not not to take away from uh what scott did i mean i thought he was like very charming on the show he was such a good host and it's really hard to do what he did. He was, he always had like one liners and yeah, just not really saying um. <laughs> vamping, lots of vamping, vamping for all the technical. Yes. Right. I remember really respecting him and also being like, Oh my God, it's like one of us could have gotten that audition. Right. Yeah. Well, that was, what was such a, that's what was so crazy about it. It was, just, it really popped off. Like when was the last, like, it was a viral sensation, like of a game. Like, I mean, th- th- that hadn't mm. happened again since. Uh, oh, what? what's the po- uh, Pokemon Wordle. Go? Oh, that Pokemon got really Go. popular, right? Yeah, Where people are true. like traveling all over town to find Pokemon yes. Yes. creatures. Yeah, yeah. Or, like we're getting hit but by that's years later. and stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But this was like a, an event. And, and, and I feel like not many of us know the story behind what was going on uh, during this app. And I, I let's start off by perhaps putting up on the board, going too viral too quickly. Oh, okay. Mm. And this is from an article on The Ringer by Alyssa uh, Bereznak, who's actually going to be our expert. Um, she, her article's titled, uh, Was HD Trivia Too Viral? When you say you went viral, I think what we really mean is all of a sudden maybe millions of people are paying attention to you, says Casey Newton, a Silicon Valley editor at The Verge. And I think it's fair to say that most human beings were not built to withstand the scrutiny of millions of people, right? When millions of people see something that you did or read something you wrote, a big absolute number of those people are going to find fault with it and they're going to come after you. And so it can be really disorienting, uh, a really disorienting experience, I think, for a lot of folks. It can be bad for a startup, too. Sure, most social networks need a critical mass of users to even qualify as interesting or relevant. And most young startups that experience high growth are expected to be chaotic. But too much attention often results in an unpredictable online community, meaning they can be there one day and gone the next. So the thing about this app, because really that's what it was, Mm. was that not only did it happen so quickly and it felt like all of a sudden everyone was playing HQ. I I mean, like, I want to say like within a week. Yeah. Word had spread and everyone was on it. Mm -hmm. And 
that's why there were so many glitches. That's why mm. like poor Scott had to be vamping for like what felt <laughs> an, eternity like an eternity for him. I'm sure. And, yeah. Oh, you just felt for him. Yeah. Um, but they weren't, also, they weren't ready. Yeah. I also felt for us when we would get like locked out of the round. Remember when you're like, uh, and it would freeze and you knew oh, the yeah. answer or it wouldn't give it to you. And it said that you got it wrong, but then you saw the answers and like, that's what I picked. And then you were just done. And you're like, come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My millions. My million. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I didn't even got close to that, but boy, yeah. did I feel smited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, what's the way we can also put that up on the board is like, be prepared for success or something like that. It's like, it, it felt like they just weren't prepared for like, like they being were the ones beta. who came up with the, Yes. With this whole idea, right? So, like, when they got to the point where they had this sort of critical mass of people that are trying to play their game, you're telling me they weren't ready for it? They weren't. I mean, right. But I think what, what's more important here is that it's not natural to go viral. Like, the right. idea that millions of people are all of a sudden tuning into you or putting their attention on you is not natural it's like a sure. new phenomenon yeah, like you true. you could maybe if you perform at a huge theater that's what two thousand people right. I, I don't know what are super bowls how many people go to super bowls <laughs> Eighty thousand, yeah, like hundred thousand sixty okay sixty thousand that feels like oh wow huge massive right that's sixty thousand well, <laughs> right it's not a million going viral it goes kind of hand in hand with technology these i mean the modern time i guess you could go viral for like being a, a popular book or something but maybe the difference is like the you know, normal viral is you're passing around a video that people are viewing and it's just like you're watching us clap on a platform that's it but the high technological there's so many moving parts that it was like very easy for the thing to break down if you weren't connected to wi-fi or their servers got overwhelmed like there's maybe it's like they just weren't uh, it, our technology wasn't sophisticated enough for the this type of viral moment. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. I yeah. mean, the engineers were just not ready. Um, I I also want to put up on the board, you know, in terms of us as viewers, uh, our, our this is from our our listener at Hannah Bothner. Our quick attention span for viral slash popular things. So maybe like boredom. Just like getting bored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I've just, I get real bored. I haven't been able to finish a book since college. <laughs> oh my no, gosh. I get oh, up to page same. 20. Yes. I'm like, sorry, I kind of get it. I'm, I, I get it. I get it. I get, I get it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. War and peace. Back. It's like war and peace. I get it. You're like, there's war and there's peace. And like, okay, I get it. I just read a book with a friend who kept me accountable. It was the first time I've finished a book in years, which mm -hmm. I used to read avidly. So maybe we should all force each other to read a book together. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm with Jen. <laughs> with Jen on this one. I withdraw. I withdraw. It's going to be a hard pass from me. I just started trying to read a book and I have read maybe three pages and I've read every word on those three pages probably 16 <laughs> times. What does that say about us? I mean, is that, is this I our do, cell phones? We, is this the effect? Probably. I think it's cell phones. Probably. Yes. I think it's social media and I think it's cell phones. Man. It's hard to read. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's why this is an audio format. Podcast in, and not a newspaper weekly. <laughs> but in fairness, you know, people there were there were ages and ages of uh, human beings where we ever mostly were just illiterate people. Most of the people were just getting along, kind of going along. Not, so not it's unnatural to read. To read is maybe what you're saying. maybe that's what I'm <laughs> suggesting. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe it's just a weird thing that everyone was like. Now it, it's more common, so it's like, well, everyone should be reading. You know, and it's like. Well, right. <laughs> Definitely good that we we read. I think. Yes, education is yeah. important. <laughs> but have you ever I met like guess. a person who reads easily? Like, have you ever met a lawyer who's just like can mm -hmm. look at a page and then all of a sudden look up at you and be like, "Well, this and this and this," and they know exactly what's on the page? Well, they just have, they're so in practice. Scary. You know, it's just like part of their daily life. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Constantly yep. reading. But how yeah. about where I'm fascinated with like a speed reader idea. Mm. 
what is yeah. going yeah. on? I, you know, I read one of those or I bought one of those as a kid. I told my, I asked my mom to buy me one of those speed reading things. Like it was like a bunch of DVDs where they teach you how to speed read. <laughs> <laughs> but of course I only, only watched like the first 15 minutes of that too. And I was like, ah, all right, I kind of get it. I, right. <laughs> is there a video for this so I could speed yeah, watch this? Yeah, this? this is taking me too long anyway. <laughs> but the key is that you when you you basically skim through a paragraph and you look for keywords mm. and you in your mind will create what they're saying basically so you're not really mm. reading you're not right. really reading all of the words no that's scary that is it's not well it's not like but we digress right. uh, we digress let's let i, I want to put up on the board being ahead of its time for the okay. app uh, this is from BBC. In 2018, its then-host Sharon Carpenter told Radio 1 Newsbeat she believed HQ trivia and its format was the future of television. It's the future of broadcasting. I still think it's the future of TV. HQ was ahead of its time, Sharon tells us. Players love the fact that they could take part wherever they were, that, whether that's 30,000 feet up in the air, skiing in the Alps, or on a dance floor in a club. That doesn't mean it's the end of this kind of format. I'm sure something is going to be next. HQ is now a part of history. People know what is possible on your smartphones now. Mm. So, the, I mean, it got, it was international. They had one in, in uh, the UK. They had one in Germany. I, I, I mean... They they went global like really fast. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you're saying it it was a little ahead of its time in terms of the technology and in terms of the user interface and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. It's possible. I'm, it's a really exciting that there is there was that like kind of communal we're all in this together kind of thing, like realizing that it was live and that there were people playing live with you. It felt unique, you know, in, mm -hmm. in, the, in the way of game shows or like quiz shows. Cause like, who's ever going to really be on the price is right. Like, do you know anyone who's been on that show? I'm never going to be on the show, but this was like my chance to be on that type of show yeah. and maybe win yeah. some money. So it had that hook to it twice a day, right. which maybe was too much, maybe once a week. Oh, but then we would forget. That's uh, right, see? Jen. <laughs> Jen's thinking like a marketer now. She's yeah. You know what I think about with this stuff all the time is like there was a day that you closed that app for the last time mm -hmm. and you never thought about it again. Uh... I deleted it from my phone. I remember. <laughs> oh, to be like I'm done with this because it was. I was like, this is a dead because it died, but I still had it in my like little games oh. folder on my phone, and I was like, this is taking up space. I'm gonna just delete it, and I deleted it. I was like, oh, bye. RIP. Oh my God, it's like when you, ki it's like killing, it's, you're mm. killing an app. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going to go with that. Yeah, I don't know. Just felt like the that. death of an app by, <laughs> it's like killing an app. That's the playwright. <laughs> death of an app by, uh, by Hen Henry. No, what's the Miller? death of the salesman? Oh, I can't think Arthur, of Miller. Miller. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Oh, the death of an app by Arthur. The I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about the the CEOs, the the guys who are running this company. Yeah. Um, and perhaps we put uh, a chip on their shoulders mm. up on the board. This is from the now, Hollywood. Did you guys mm -hmm. know any of this before doing this research? Had no idea. Did me you? Neither. No, no, me neither. So this stuff is really fascinating. Too. Yes. Yeah. So the. A little backstory here. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Russ Yusupov and Colin Kroll, creators of Vine, who sold their company on Twitter for a rumored $30 million in 2012, only to see it shuttered in 2016, snowballed into a global sensation. This is from The Hollywood Reporter, too. Uh, Russ famously regretted selling Vine. He wrote that famous tweet, quote, don't sell your company. That was like the... the uh, like right after it was announced that Twitter yeah. was yeah. closing Vine. That was the tweet that he <laughs> posted. Um, wow. So they were probably pretty bitter about it and scorned by uh, how the whole thing went down, selling their company and then Twitter basically shutting it down soon after. There was a lot that that went on behind the scenes, like before they even started HQ Trivia. They had, you know... And, and there had also been reports about them not being great leaders at mm -hmm. Vine. Right. They're like Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley tech bros. Just yeah. Like. Yeah. And young. 
young. Mm-hmm. No one and should be a millionaire. Yes, you shouldn't be a millionaire. What what does young mean? <laughs> no, she's, she's, she's doing she's doing a she, finger wag. Don't be young. Uh, don't be young around here. <laughs> young, not around. Don't here. be young and a millionaire with that attitude. That's right. It's really, um, it's a good thing. We should all be thanking the I don't know whatever gods for. Uh, not being rich so young we should all be grateful that yeah i I, thanks gods thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) but i mean seriously it is it is is a problem it it is a problem and maybe yeah what do you have a chip on their shoulder and and maybe their egos yeah this is i'm gonna put them both on the board i feel like their name should just be up there okay this is a cnn behind the scenes however tensions rose between uh Rogowski and HQ Trivia's co-founder, Russ uh, Yusupov, he, who was reportedly jealous of Rogowski becoming the face of the company. Uh, Russ and Colin the, uh, Kroll were also set to clash over different, uh, differing visions. This is from QZ. In November, Rogowski agreed to speak to a reporter at the Daily Beast without running it by Yusupov or Kroll. Yusupov, HQ's CEO, called the reporter furious and told her that publishing the interview would result in him firing Rogowski. He later apologized and conceded he was looking for a proper PR rep, but the episode suggested that HQ's leadership may not be making the sharpest business decisions. Hmm. So the the dynamic between the two CEOs was such that... Yusupov was kind of like the face of the company. He was the the one who spoke to investors. He was the one who was interviewed. And uh, Colin Kroll was more the engineer, kind of like the genius behind the app. And the two of them had created Vine together. And and, and, and I should note that Kroll was also very, uh, you know, he was... He liked being in the spotlight? He, he did not. Kroll was the engineer, did not like being in the spotlight. Oh, he did not. Okay. Colin Kroll. So, but together, it kind of like seemed to work, right? Because you need someone who's pushing the the app and you need someone who's behind the scenes, like doing a lot of the work. Um, but they, they it, it, I mean, from all accounts that I've read, they didn't seem to be like actual friends. It, this mm. was very much a business uh partnership right which is fine we had a sarah jessica parker kim cattrall situation here there's <laughs> hey look yeah. we have this successful thing we're both a big part of yes and now and now after selling it they're like we got to do it again mm. right so right. it's it's the second so it's it's literally and just like that <laughs> and it's the that. same thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you, it's they exactly had sex in the that. city it was it, it grew and grew and grew and then the, they took time off and because maybe they had this chip on their shoulder because they felt like twitter did a bad job running vine or they felt like they could have made more money when they sold it to twitter whatever mm. that was it felt like they had to go at it again so how do we put that up on the board is that the ghost of success basically right mm. so it's like they're chasing this ghost where they they were like oh man we were so close to having this incredibly successful idea that we mm-hmm. sold maybe a little too prematurely, even though they made thirty. Well, million, they did. They the made way. a ton of money, and the, they million. only got bought up because Twitter thought it was competition, and then it made them no money, and they got rid of it. Like I would say, that was a pretty successful deal. You sold them nothing. Yeah, but it wasn't. And maybe this is what we should put up on the board: is that success? What is the dollar right. value you assign to success? Mm. And I mean it sort of calls into question then like, well, what did we, what do we expect them to do? They're young, they're tech guys. Like they, they just made a ton of money. I'm sure everyone was waiting around to see what they were going to do next, but maybe going back to the partnership was the, well, and then you throw in Rogowski into the mix, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have the one guy who really feels like that he, he wants to be the face of something. Uh He was jealous. He was jealous. And, and you, you, you put in Rogowski, he becomes suddenly the face of HQ and 
people are uh, that, you know, this is what they call the sweet green incident. Apparently there was a reporter from the daily beast. She reached out to Rogowski and wanted to do like a, a fluff piece and, you know, just sent it over to the CEO Russ to be like, Hey, I'm going to do this piece. She, she was able, finally able to interview him through mutual friends because previous to that, um, Scott uh, had been forwarding any media requests to the CEOs. And this is like the first time he was just like, whatever, I'm just going to go ahead and do this interview. Anyway, it, and it was just like out, a little profile, right? Just like, was, a, this, here's the host really of HQ. Silly. Right. Yeah, it was really, really silly. And he in it, he mentions that he likes to go to Sweet Green to eat food before he, you know, to eat lunch before he does uh, a taping. Like and The CEO was like, he like, he said, what? Yes, he, he literally <laughs> yes. said he is not, uh, he's not uh, allowed to talk, about, talk Sweet about Sweet Green because we have no sponsorship partnership. Fair enough, I mean... <laughs> Chris is <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean it's like he's a representative of the company. I mean I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Here this is from a Hollywood reporter. Russ, his personality is not one to want to share the spotlight. He's the kind of guy who wants to be taking credit for things that he believes are his creation. So when Vine was getting big, he was very thrilled. He was winning Webby Awards, all these things. But then all of a sudden, the people on Vine started getting bigger than Vine itself. They were getting paid by Vine. They weren't employees of Vine. They were just using that this platform and becoming celebrities, making millions of dollars. I don't think that sat well with Russ, particularly because he didn't have control all of a sudden you lose control of your platform because now these people are controlling and they're going to say hey i'm gonna leave vine and go here i'm gonna take eight million followers and all of a sudden they have more power than the platform then mm. uh the business could be in trouble host uh scott Rogowski, he's known for his dapper suits his gallant stalling tactics when the game inevitably glitches and for the daily beast uh and for this Daily Beast article in which HQ co-founder Yusupov showed a bizarre me megalomanic overreaction to Rogowski's attempt to do a basic get-to-know-you sort of interview, Yusupov threatened to fire Rogowski for doing the interview, even though both uh, the questions and his responses were about as light and pedestrian as you'd expect from a game show host. So... It's almost like, I feel like... I'm maybe micromanagement is like couldn't go on the board like the, the type of style like this yeah kind of, like, oppressive like he need the control seems like an option control for him toxic you know? workplace perhaps sure love sure <laughs> love it we love it we love a toxic workplace <laughs> we love we stand a toxic workplace. we stand a toxic workplace <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I if from every account that I've read it seems like the the company really you know it it, it it breeded this competitive environment between everyone. Um, Who tweeted the the thing? Don't sell your company. That was Russ. Russ Yusupov. Yusupov, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. the the co CEO. Poor um, guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, poor he, millionaire. <laughs> so, uh, look, it, it there was a bit of a trickle down effect when th these guys were creating this very competitive atmosphere at work, the stress is really high. One of them, you know, I, I saw in an interview where Russ, um, at one point, I want to say Scott was, it was early on, like maybe the beta versions, but he was practicing. And, you know, remember how you could do comments while you were playing yes. the game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and he would often read the comments, right? He would say, okay, we've got, so, you know, Virginia, you know, from uh, New Virginia. Jersey oh. and she's playing with her son and, oh, hey there, so-and-so. Right. At, at one point he said, this is, uh, oh, oh, you're, you're, uh, I forget what the exact quote, you're an idiot or you're so dumb. And someone was saying it, he was yes oh, and right. he said it out loud and he read it and it was it was his boss and he goes oh my it was russ who had like sent a maybe it was a joke who knows uh -oh. but russ. he was like oh my my boss says i'm dumb or my boss says i'm an idiot so uh i don't know what i'm doing here you guys like but just that kind of like antagonistic yeah. 
That's um, the work environment and your yes. boss is saying, I have to say that hearing that, and I feel like the workplace is clearly like a big contributor here because one thing that really stood out clear to me, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time in which um, there was a new female host that started kind of rotating yes, with Scott. And I remember vividly she coming on and it was like her first show. And, you know, she was just like getting used to it. And she was great. She was fine. Like, just like Scott, but she was a different person. And she, there was such backlash and all these people started giving, yes. like sending the most sexist, vile, disgusting oh, comments. And yes. I remember her coming back on like a couple of times later. I mean, like you could see her visibly shaken by and like, come on guys, like, please be nice to me. I think she said something along those lines. Like, like me and you could tell how shaken she was by it and i remember thinking they she shouldn't be having to address this in real time right while totally. we're doing a quiz show like the the owners should be like anybody who's making these comments is like shut out of the game like we have yeah. zero tolerance for this kind of like sexist terrible stuff but that was like it was just like a part of the experience we just yes. shame our female hosts and love scott I totally remember that the comments for women and then yes. they had other women on too. And it was the same scenario. Awful. We're just like horrible, sexual, disgusting. Yeah. So do we want to put like the users up on the board? <laughs> I mean, Us? Why yes, not? We, we really should. We really should only because of that kind of quality Trolling? of commenter, yeah. which I think also, I think commenting has toned down a little bit. Hmm. Would you guys? I think you're right. Would you guys agree with that? Or, or rather, maybe not. Maybe not. So, toned down context? so much has been balanced by I think more positive commenting. I think mm. commenters have been made more aware of themselves, mm. like um, the trolls and, are being that trolled the culture back. Culture of commenting used to be. Remember how bad it was? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was yeah, really, yeah. really awful. And I think, obviously, there are commenters who are horrible that are still out there but i oh, also yeah. think that there is a there just is whereas there wasn't before a more positive tone of commenters especially i agree with TikTok. you i've noticed that specifically on tiktok that yeah. the comments are gentler and maybe it's mm. like a generational thing like mm -hmm. this crop of young people is is kinder uh, we have to also um talk about uh, Colin Kroll, uh, because there were harassment accusations yeah. that were made. Um, oh, really? On him. Yes. So uh, this is from CNN and Vox. Kroll's alleged former aggressive behavior while at Vine was said to hinder some investor involvement. This is while um, this is me talking. This is I'm not reading. Um, this is uh, during while they were trying to uh, fundraise for HQ. These allegations came out um from his time at vine records are a uh, recodes article followed news that the duo was attempting to achieve a valuation of 100 million in a round of venture capital funding for hq trivia initially plenty of vc investors seemed eager to sign on board but recode spoke to several who confessed that they were weary because of the pair's history at vine and subsequently at twitter Kroll gained a reputation for exhibiting creepy, quote, creepy behavior around women, as well as being Ugh. a bad manager with an abrasive and abusive temperament. Kroll only lasted 18 months at Twitter after the platform acquired Vine. He was fired in 2014. Yusupov, who has ne was never given managerial managerial responsibilities at Twitter was laid off in 2015. Numerous anonymous sources told Recode that they were worried Kroll's reputation might mask into instances of sexual harassment, an increased concern for potential investors in the Me Too era. Wow. Yeah, not good. No. I mean, reputation is important if you're in the, like, who wants to work with people that show up with a lot of like toxic baggage and energy or uh, like a word gets around in that community. Absolutely. And eventually he later, because so what happened is Russ and Kroll are not getting along. Ru Russ and Colin are not getting along. The company is growing, growing, growing. They're at the height of their popularity, popularity, but the two of them, can no longer um, 
agree on the direction to take the company. Hmm. Russ wants to really focus on HQ, on the, the actual game, and Colin wants to start other games, like st using the platform for other games, so diversifying. And as the, when after its peak, the numbers start to suddenly go down. They feel like they need to do, you know, sh do some shifting around. Colin becomes the new CEO and Russ g gets, he doesn't get fired. He's, st he's still around, but Colin is like the new boss. Mm -hmm. And because they want to kind of take the direction in the, the company in his direction. Mm hmm. But all of a sudden you have this leader. This is later on after they did get the funding. And um, you have this leader who do, who's not a very good manager. Right. Who's in charge kind of because you have two options. So he and he kind of from what I read, he did sort of an end around in terms of like he went to another executive or investor and sort of. He basically sort of turned on Russ in a way. He sort of like forced him out. So, you know, all of it kind of goes under company culture, I also oh, think yeah. is maybe a good one. Mm. It's like, it just felt like the toxic, whole time. Toxic company culture. Yeah, it just feels like the yeah. whole time there wasn't much stability. Everything was super competitive and there just wasn't a like cohesion at the, uh, mm -hmm. on, on the, at, between the top two uh, guys there. I mean, something we haven't talked about that's very sad, a really sad part of this uh story is Kroll's death right. and perhaps that should also go up on the board um in 2018 after he had become the ceo he was found dead in his apartment uh from an overdose mm. and you know they had already been struggling at the time the company but after that, I mean, his vision, he had had this game that he was about to come out with. I want to say it was called Words. And that was supposed to come out the day they found out that he was uh, had died uh, oh after he was God. found. Mm. It was very, very tragic. I mean, I think a big part of it was that he felt a lot of pressure to run this company and to grow it and to uh not only not let people down but also to prove that he could do it and on top of that he's overextending his actual skills right because you right. can be an incredible engineer but that doesn't mean you're going to be a good manager right mm -hmm. um and you, you know that was apparently too much which makes me feel like we should put something about the the pressure of, of startups. Yeah. Yeah. The Silicon Valley culture and the pressure about making money and becoming Silicon Valley pressure cooker. Ooh, it's just like not a, a, a healthy culture. Um, you know, you're, yeah. the, the idea that you're just given like millions of dollars and then for, 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 for something that hasn't been proven, Right. You have this idea. I'm going to give you millions of dollars and then I'm going to expect you to like quadruple my money. Right. And do it fast. Right. Like, yeah. It seems yeah. like everything is as a, such a cutthroat. Like, you want to, needs to be quick. Like, people are expecting such quick returns. And all of that kind of just like trickles down into ultimately the user experience, which I feel like to Rebecca's point earlier, all of a sudden this thing was everywhere and it wasn't ready. It was glitchy. AF. And I will say that like, from a personal perspective, a big part of what I kind of made me eventually lose interest, and maybe this should go on the board, is just like the actual user experience. After mm. so many glitches, after so many problems combined with like really terrible, awful users saying really sexist comments, I was like, this kind of feels chaotic and not joyful. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to play this game anymore. <laughs> you know? like, I'm not God. having fun playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's almost like the the company culture like bled out into the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you started. I'm sure to they lost a lot of people it. who they felt did. Like, like it doesn't even work or it's like really right. mean. You know, put it up on the board. Uh, maybe like tech issues. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get tech issues up there. Um, I, I feel like we're, we're running out of time. User, yeah. Um, so why don't we take a quick break and then we'll start knocking things off the board. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, who's to blame for the rise and fall of HQ trivia? Too viral, too quick. Short attention span for viral things. Being ahead of its time. Chip on their shoulder, the creators. Russ Yusupov, Colin Kroll. Chasing success, toxic workplace, micromanagement style. HQ trivia users, Kroll's harassment accusations, Yusupov and Kroll's bad reputation, toxic company culture, Kroll's death, Silicon Valley pressure cooker, tech issues, or poor user appearance. Clayton put. Appearance. Appearance. Oh, oh, sorry. Experience. Gotcha. There we go. He's got it. Now you got Clayton. it. Now you got it. Uh, you're wow. a troll. This okay, is a, what a list. Yeah, speaking of, of bullying. Scott Rogowski's not up there. We want to leave. We, we, I we mean, don't feel like he's not his fault. I, I, I can't. Fault. I don't feel good. He's the face of the company. Him. I mean, maybe he, you know, as good as. Don't he tell was, Russ that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay. I mean, if you want to put him up, I'm taking him off right away. I just. <laughs> you just really love him. Well, I, I, I really love him. And on top of that, I. I, I just know that he, he's it's a job for him. Yeah, they all. <laughs> like, I feel like all the hosts should get the big clap for dealing with that. Yes, that, and, and probably and getting underpaid to getting do it. Paid, it was not worth it. I'm sure yeah. of it. I right. don't know how much it was. Well, the the uh, the woman who replaced him, I don't know her name. She went on TikTok and was very. Um, open about only getting $150 an episode. And really? she was really? like, I can't confirm it, but she's like, I'm pretty sure Scott was getting more than me, oh. which who knows, but you wow. know, it's 150 bucks. They're making, they're giving away millions of dollars in theory, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what are we going to take off this board? It feels really hard. Well, I think some of these are sort of bigger ideas that could mm. sort of be, wrapped into each other i guess like micromanagement style um mm -hmm. their bad mm. reputation the company toxic culture work, uh, toxic yeah. workplace yeah i, I like to uh, toxic workplace over sure 
yeah, stop to- and to- go into workplace. Workplace feels like a clean way to sort of describe all the crap that was happening behind the scenes. Yes. Do you think toxic company culture then goes into the workplace or yes. vice versa? Okay. Yeah, and Silicon Valley pressure cooker too, I think. Agree. I also feel like HQ trivia users can't really be blamed for the rise and fall of this company that they really no. had nothing to do with. Nah. No, but some of you made it pretty nasty, so... Yeah, yeah watch you. yourself and there's no need for that there's, there's no, no need, need for that be nice just to everyone you don't know what their what their day is like I yeah know. you don't know what they're going through comment like <laughs> you're the one who posted the original exactly. content um i feel like we could kroll's death obviously tragic and like unfortunate it seems like a result of like the really toxic environment that he also existed but i can't see that being the cause of the end of the, the company actual end i mean well actually you could argue though that if he hadn't died um you know un- so unexpectedly mm. perhaps he could have pulled it all together and and made something uh, out of this app he had this these new games yeah that, it's an interesting and sliding they did, doors theory i mean i i have read that once russ was no longer the ceo people felt like they could pitch ideas you know come up with new games right mm. yeah. so so things really shifted he could have ushered right. a new era but that's a big if and i also it's think true. the 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 app was declining in popularity it had already, already yes for for a few months in a bad mm-hmm. way so yeah i think we we can take that off the you board know one as thing well. we don't have uh is what we ha- what we do have is uh russ and or yusupov and kroll's bad reputation but mm-hmm. we don't just have yusupov and kroll their bad partnership Mm. because you know at the end of the day what could be it's like do you blame one or do you blame the other or is it just the fact that we were kind of touching on this in the episode it's like they really hooked into each other after this vine thing right and they were they could not lead together sort of like an unhappy marriage Mm. Mm. mom and dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, yeah, Chris, you've been happily married for a hundred years. So yeah, we have, we have been really happy. Everything's great. So do we, here. should we put that up then there? Yusupov yeah. uh, and Kroll's partnership? Uh, leadership or partnership? Yeah. I think not, not, I wanted to say like not watering it, but you know, not taking care of it. We can put Krosipov up on the board. It's like, it's like, um, nice. Benefer. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. if they're a celebrity couple. Well, th- yes, I, I, yes, Chris, I like that. <laughs> um, but I, what I'm, I, I want to get at here is that the like not taking care of the relationship. How do you spell adversarial? That's not how you spell it. There we go. That's fine. We got it. Them not taking care of the relationship. Not taking care of the relationship. Not doing the work, sort of. Yes. Not doing the work. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, because par- partnerships can be like marriages, can't be like. Yeah, that's know, true. That's true. You re- got family relationships. Hello. You got to water the plant. That's so. Should I, we just put it? Yusupov and Kroll not doing the work. Is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clayton's changed this a million six times, times now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, do we, we want it. to roll those two guys into that category? Plus, yeah. maybe their, you know, the things that their their names are on to, which is like the harassment a- accusations, which uh-huh. could exist on their own. I mean, maybe that's, but I don't see that as being well, the main driver of the fall of this app. No, I, I I think it definitely contributed to the toxic workplace. I feel like that folds into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So them not doing the work folds into toxic workplace, you're no, saying? No, no, no. Uh, oh. The harassment accusations. Oh, and oh okay. The, and, and also their bad reputation okay. just as, as managers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I also feel like the poor user experience folds into tech issues. Okay. Ultimately. Yep. Yep. Okay, we still have a lot on this board. Yeah, we do. Too viral, too quick. I don't Too viral, think... too quick. Yeah, and can... short attention span go together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which, which... 
Let's hold it into too viral too quick. Let's hold short attention span. And being ahead of its time, I think we can take off of the board. Yeah, I don't think it was that. I mean, it was like cool, but I wasn't like. Yeah. Thought of this? No, it just felt like (laughs) wow, we can do this with technology, right? If anything, Vine was too ahead of its time. If you think about it, I mean, it's like the precursor to TikTok. Yeah, Yeah, it totally. Vine was Vine. Yeah, exactly. Um, chip on their shoulders folds into uh, the actual. Creators. Kind of like the workplace the too, and them, yeah. yeah. So, so we still have both individuals, Russ and Colin, and then we have also we have not, Yusupov and Krolls not doing the work. Yes. Okay. Chasing what about success. chasing success? Yeah. What do we think about that? Mm. It feels a little vague to me. Yeah, that kind of goes into almost like the workplace, like the Silicon Valley pressure cooker, just like really toxic environment kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that rolls into toxic workplace too. So then we're left with. Too viral, too quick. Russ Yusupov, Colin Kroll, Yusupov and Kroll's not doing the work, toxic workplace, and tech issues. <laughs> <laughs> I think tech issues folds into too viral, too quick. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah, and also one of the big things was that they wouldn't pay out some of the winners. And yes. So that, oh, yeah. That was like a huge issue, that, and that has nothing to do with technical glitches no. that's just like can you imagine thinking you won like 25 grand on one of these things and you don't ever get it <laughs> oh geez that th- i'd be so mad i mean that's unacceptable <laughs> you can't do that to people <laughs> so bad i would call up a lawyer and be like this is the rules give me my money i'll give you some think of like the drinks you would have bought that night i know (laughs) at least reimburse them for the celebratory drinks (laughs) that should be a rule yeah Mm -hmm. if you make someone believe that they won and it's not true you have to pay for whatever money they spent that night that night night. (laughs) so note to self no matter what you win whether or not you did or not go big yeah go big because someone's paid you back Someone's paying you back. <laughs> well, you can okay. submit these receipts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, keep the receipts. Keep the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to make a decision. And what I'm leaning towards is not doing the work, sending that to the alarmist jail, wow. and then slapping the toxic workplace. Yeah, I think the workplace definitely needs to be in. One of our top two, because it was a big part of this whole experience. Mm-hmm. And it so was I, its downfall because they couldn't yeah. get it sorted out. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately it, it, it goes to the two of them. I don't think you can yeah. blame one over the other. I agree. It was agree. their style. It was their their bad duet that really created that. Yeah, yeah. it takes two to tango. Mm. That, that's what they say. That is exactly what they and say. And I've seen tango dancers. Have you dancing? ever seen three no i've only ever seen two then it holds up (laughs) okay i'm gonna call it toxic workplace you're getting the big slap yusupov and kroll not doing the work you're going to the alarmist jail (laughs) that's a weird one to send well we can you know we have resources in place for them to start doing the work Mm. That's right. Even though one of them has since passed. Yes. Yes. Aww. Which is going to yeah. make things. I mean, a that's a sad part about us. this uh, uh, story is just like someone lost their life, mm-hmm. which is really, really sad. You know, what else I read is that the drug suppliers uh-huh. got arrested. What? And went to prison or something. Yeah. The, oh. the like, whoever supplied him the drugs, oh, which wow. was called like Mike's Candy Shop or something. Oh. Like a New York City delivery service. Huh. Huh. It it was a fentanyl uh, overdose, right? I I think that's what it was. I don't know. I didn't read that. Oh, okay. I read that. Or or it was mixed in with the drug, and that's maybe why. uh, So sad. Um, But, Jen, I mean, we couldn't have gotten there without you. So thanks. Not without me. No, I mean, we 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 figured out the rise and fall of HQ trivia, which was amazing. A big deal. I would say the four <laughs> of us have a great leadership dynamic 
that was demonstrated through this podcast. Mm. So if you guys ever want to start an online cri- trivia show, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> In the aftermath, in case you ever won at HQ Trivia, HQ has only approved payouts for games up to June 30th, 2020. Also unpaid was the web hosting fee, which was taken over by a security vulnerability finder as of January 15, 2023. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the death of Cleopatra VII. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.